Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. So I want to know, how does food influence your life? Just think back to today, what you ate today, the snacks, maybe your Friday nights with family or in front of the TV watching your favorite Netflix show. Food punctuates our life and everything that we do. It's hard to realize our day-to-day life without food being an integral part of it. And yet, food is medicine and one of the most important elements to healing our hormones and boosting our cellular function. On the other hand, food can also create crazy inflammation, gut issues, and they can mess with our hormones and especially our mood. To be honest, food can make or break your hormones, your menstrual cycle, and even your thyroid, as I learned when I was diagnosed with low thyroid function two years ago. And for some of us, food has become a way to soothe our stress, our worry, and anxiety, especially these past four to five months. And there's a good chance you have at some point, maybe this week or this month, felt bloated, gassy, or even headachy after eating certain foods, or you notice that your body just feels inflamed. Over time, things like brain fog, energy crashes, skin rashes, even weird hormone symptoms can show up. I know for me, one of my biggest aha moments around food and the impact that food has on my body occurred when I did a detox because I eliminated several foods that were causing irritation or inflammation inside of my body, even though I didn't know it before I removed them. Now, after the 21-day program, I'm not gonna lie, I was blown away by how amazing I felt. And there were a lot of positive things that happened actually during the program, like on day 11 or day 15, as I was in the detox. I gained more energy, mental clarity. I felt a sense of food freedom from foods that I was probably mildly addicted to. That detox had no meat, grains, dairy, or sugar. And wow, it made a huge difference in how my body functioned. It shifted my perspective about eating food in general. For the first time, I really felt a major shift in my hormones, my energy, my mental focus. It all became very obvious that food was not only fuel, but that it was key information. It was a type of chemical messenger in the body, sending signals all over, informing the body what to do. This insight inspired me to look deeper into the role that food has on our hormones. And after years of research, I ended up creating a 14-day hormone detox. Really, it's a 14-day detox that moves a lot of food sensitivities But also, because we are focusing on how food affects the body, it has a profound impact on our hormones, especially our metabolic hormones, reproductive hormones, and stress hormones. And what I thought was so interesting is that a program like this, or you know, there's lots of different programs out there, but it can also support gut function, liver function, and most importantly, probably the biggest thing that I'm always looking for when it comes to food is moving us away from inflammation because we know that inflammation in the body is like a fire that we have got to take out. Now, if you can relate to my experience or feel like your hormones are not working for you the way that they should, today I am gonna have some great tips on how food can begin to balance your hormones more naturally. 
And a lot of what I'm gonna be sharing today can translate into other areas of your health. I don't know about you, but that is always exciting. One of the best things about what you eat to nourish your body is that there are so many side benefits like cellular longevity. And sign me up for living longer and healthier and happier for as long as possible. So today is Q&A Friday, and Sandra Lowe reached out wanting to know what food she should be considering to eat after filling off for the last six months. Here is what Sandra had to ask. Here's her question. These last four months have been rough, and food has always been my escape. Well, I'm eating more comfort foods than normal, and I'm really beginning to feel like my body is off. My digestion's off, I've noticed my periods are becoming more painful, and my overall mood is in the crapper. I'm not sure if food is the cause specifically, but I know that food can make a big difference. What would you recommend for my hormones and everything else that's going on? Now this is such a great question because let's be honest, there are millions of women and our families who are struggling with hormone issues that are connected to our metabolism, our energy levels, our gut health, and so much more. By adding in healthy healing foods and removing potential inflammatory foods, we can begin to see a massive shift in just a few weeks. And honestly, even if you just incorporate the good foods and maybe just lessen the bad ones, you will see a major shift. But I think the biggest shifts that I have seen, the mega shifts, is when we can eliminate some of those inflammatory foods, things like dairy, processed grains, gluten, even sugar. And I'm not saying all the sugar, but some of the sugar can make a huge difference in how you're feeling. Now, as you've heard me talk about in previous episodes, you know, our modern world, it lends to more than just feeling overworked and stressed. Although I will say today that I feel like the modern world and the situation that we're in is definitely having us feel overworked and stressed. But we're also exposed to daily toxins that wreak havoc on our body. And every day, we're just kind of accumulating all this emotional, chemical, and physical junk. And this leaves our endocrine system especially vulnerable to toxins and our cleaning products, over-the-counter drugs, even personal care products, our food, medicines. I mean, the list goes on and on to the extent that the average woman is exposed to 100-plus toxic chemicals every day, and that has a negative impact on our reproductive and metabolic hormones, especially right now with us being inside of our homes. We've been in our homes for way longer than anyone would ever imagine, and oftentimes the pollution in our homes can definitely add up as well. So just something to think about when it comes to if you're feeling some type of negative impact on your hormones. The biggest concern here is that these persistent toxins can stay in our body for years, creating damage that affects our energy, our sleep, our brain function, even causes weight gain. And it's no wonder we can't lose weight at times, even when we're doing everything right, when we're combating all of these stressors and all of this inflammation. And really, the solution to these mounting issues is to give your body, your gut, and your endocrine system a food-focused reset. Because again, as I mentioned earlier, and I will say over and over again, food is medicine. It will and can shift everything in the body. I mean, honestly, it's the foundation. It's where you start. So when I talk about using food to reset and rebalance the endocrine system, I'm just going to get right into it today. It's no surprise that it all starts in your gut. Now, over the last couple of years, I have brought on several experts to talk about this very subject, but really what it comes down to is if you eat well for your digestive health, you already have an amazing jumpstart on balancing your hormones. 
We know that science shows definitively that gut health equals happy hormone balance and vice versa. So it's really important to eat for our digestive health and really focus on feeding those good bacteria and reducing those inflammatory foods. And that can make a huge difference, not only in how we break down things like estrogen or how we absorb all of our vitamins and minerals, but really the building blocks for building our hormones starts with everything that goes through the gut and then we get to create and use those hormones for later use. The next thing I always recommend is to start your day off right. And what I mean by that is have a morning ritual, a morning ritual that nourishes your gut, that supports your body. One of the best ways to do that is with apple cider vinegar and a little water shot. And we're talking about, and even add a little bit of lemon juice or a little bit of ginger juice, especially because we're trying to keep our immune systems up right now. And it's just one shot with, let's say, a tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, water, and a fourth of a lemon and you just shoot it on down, right? And what's so great about this is apple cider vinegar helps fatty liver and gut health. It helps to improve your gut microbiome. It helps you metabolize fat. It also helps to make sure that your stomach has the kind of stomach acid it needs to break things down. And I always recommend that if you're gonna use apple cider vinegar, try one that's raw and organic, very easy to get your hands on pretty much anywhere. So that is a great way to start and kick off your morning routine. Other things to consider is a big glass of water, 16 ounces or more with lemon, ginger, you know, to really set your digestive system up. Very similar with or without the apple cider vinegar. If you're thinking to yourself, ah, I don't want to do apple cider vinegar, you could just do lemon. Or you could add a little fresh pressed ginger or blended ginger. I mean, get in where you fit in. It's really about prepping the stomach and the digestive system and your liver so that your body is ready to welcome whatever you're going to be eating that day. Next, it's going to be aiming for protein. And most importantly, for most of us women, it's at least 50 grams of digestible friendly protein. I think every meal should have protein in it. Protein is literally the building blocks of everything inside of our body, and it helps our liver to detoxify. I mean, there's so many benefits to protein, and you can maximize protein from chicken, fish, legumes, averaging about 15 to 20 grams of protein for every single meal, even breakfast. And again, I really could go on and on and on, but it's necessary for our detoxification and rebuilding key cellular organelles. So I'm a big fan of getting where you fit in when it comes to protein at every meal. Next, speaking of important macronutrients, healthy fats are key. They are the building blocks of all of our hormones and especially important for stabilizing the production of your stress hormones like cortisol and adrenaline. Again, aim to get 15 to 30 grams of healthy fats a day. We're talking about healthy fats, so extra virgin olive oil, Ooh, I cannot even go on and on and on about how healthy and delicious extra virgin olive oil. Just make sure that you're getting very fresh pressed olive oil. So often in our grocery stores, we can have some pretty rancid olive oil. So just be really mindful about that. Avocado oil, or avocados, coconut oil, walnuts, cashews, almonds. I mean, on and on and on. There's a lot of great ways to get healthy fats. And if you are struggling with that, if you're struggling with the digestion of healthy fats, particularly taking a digestive enzyme with lipase to help metabolize fats better is always a great idea. You can also take a digestive enzyme with ox bile as well to help you break down and metabolize those fats. 
Speaking of digestive enzymes, I honestly, I truly believe that there isn't an adult in the world that doesn't need a digestive enzyme. So I don't go anywhere without them. I, I take them with every meal. And, you know, it is the game changer. And so get one, like I said, if you're having a hard time metabolizing fats, get one with ox bile and just make sure it's a full spectrum digestive enzyme. I also even recommend taking digestive enzymes on an empty stomach to kind of Pac-Man up anything that may be left over, the undigested proteins, undigested food that may still be stuck in the digestive tract. The cool thing about digestive enzymes specifically is if you've had your liver or you've had your gallbladder removed or hopefully you haven't had any part of your liver removed, you're going to look for, again, those types of products with ox bile because it's going to help with that fat absorption. And again, each enzyme dosage is a little bit different. So finding one that helps to support you without giving you any level of gas or discomfort is going to be super, super important. And then we're thinking about you know, gut-loving foods. It's gonna be super important to also include prebiotics and probiotics. And these are, prebiotics are what we can feed the gut or the bacteria inside of the gut. And the probiotics are actually the bacteria that helps support and populate the microbiome. Super, super important here. You know, you can get a lot of good probiotic foods from like kefir, fermented foods, kombucha, getting where you fit in. Also lovely foods that I love. Bone broth is great. Fiber is great. Fiber rich foods are great for helping to support and feed your microbiome in that beautiful flora that you're building there. Next is incorporating fiber at every meal. So here we got, you know my hormone trifecta is protein, healthy fats, and fiber. Now dietary fiber found in fruits, veggies, you know, gluten-free whole grains, legumes are probably best known for their ability to support your gut microbiome and gut motility. Foods containing fiber can also have a ton of other benefits as well, specifically maintaining a healthy weight, lowering your risk for diabetes, heart disease, and some types of cancer, right? It just keeps things moving along, which is super, super important. Dietary fiber also plays a role in our gut health and can regulate hormones such as insulin and leptin. I recommend 30 to 40 grams of fiber every single day. And here's the deal. Most of us are getting nowhere near that number. The average adult gets around 11 grams of fiber every single day. That that is very short of what we really need. So if you're wondering if you're not getting enough fiber, probably you're not. And so you want to step it up. Again, good choices here. Lots of fruits and veggies. Lots and lots and lots. Nuts, greens in particular, beans, peas, other legumes, nuts and seeds. And if you're still concerned and you're like, I know I need to get more fiber, and you're feeling constipated, you're feeling bloated, things just aren't right, you can get a great fiber supplement, a powder supplement, which you can actually add to your green smoothies, which I think is the best way to get it in. And I actually carry a great fiber supplement specifically for smoothies, smoothies and shakes, again, whatever you love to make, in my Essentially Whole store. And I'll have a little link in case you're wanting to get more fiber in. I add a little, literally a teaspoon, I think two teaspoons of fiber every single day to my green smoothies. And it literally bumps my fiber intake in my smoothie almost close to 20, 20 plus grams of fiber. So I'm knocking out over half my fiber intake just in breakfast alone. Next is to love your liver. You know how much I love to support the liver. I had a whole episode recently, what are the best foods for healing your liver? And that was episode 207. That was a great episode. If you're looking for episodes to really go into the nitty gritty of how to optimize and support your liver, episode 154, which was earlier this year before COVID, 
It feels like what was ever before COVID, but it was the beginning of the year. Uh, it was one of the favorite episodes of this podcast. And so if you want to go check out 154 or 207, by all means, the shorter one's definitely 207. But your liver is the body's master filter and detoxifier. I know you know this. It's where your body cleans out toxins that you're exposed to. Your liver is that powerhouse for all hormone production and metabolism and repackaging and neutralizing. I can go on and on and on. It keeps your hormones very high functioning. Now, if your liver is struggling, if it's, you know, let's call it clogged in a sense, like if you've got a pipe that's clogged, right? We've got to get, we got to unclog it. We've got to clean it up. And it's important because we know that if you've got a, you've got a, a sluggish liver, an unhappy liver, it's gonna affect your hormone balance throughout your body. So the easiest way to promote a clean liver is to include a green smoothie as a morning meal or an afternoon snack. And what I love so much, whether it's a smoothie or a green drink, like make sure that you're focusing on fresh dandelions, great time of the year for that, parsley and or cilantro or you know both to flush your liver. I have this amazing liver green smoothie and I have some great smoothie recipes that I'm gonna be sharing in my detox cheat sheet in just a little bit at the end of this episode. I got like a special little gift for you. But my liver green smoothie is in a blender, Nutribullet or Vitamix or whatever you got. You're combining one cup of chopped Ross or steamed spinach, a chopped beet, which you can again chop up as well, a raw beet, half a cup of dandelion greens, a half a cup of parsley, a cup of water, a squeeze of lemon, and four ice cubes. Now, I'm not gonna lie, this is a serious green smoothie. It's not gonna taste that great. I know I'm not really selling it. I'm sorry about that. But if you wanna get it to taste a little bit better, definitely throw a little apple in it. But it goes down real fast. And I'll tell you what, your liver will be so happy. Sometimes you just gotta take one for the team for the liver. Because goodness knows, your liver is taking one for the team all the time. So that is how you love your liver. And if you're looking for more liver-loving tips and recipes, again, I'll have that little guide for you in just a moment. Number nine, I mentioned this earlier because it was an issue that I had and that I'm always being mindful of, is to protect your thyroid. And you can protect and support your thyroid by including the following yummy foods into your day. Key nutrients, you're looking for magnesium and iodine and selenium. Now, I'm not recommending you supplement with iodine. Oftentimes, we're getting enough, but there's ways to have foods that actually have iodine in them. So certain foods that can really support Almond, dark leafy greens are rich in magnesium. You can also get your iodine by adding sea vegetables like nori or kelp three times a week or by using pink and iodized salt for your recipes, if you are just wondering. And again, you can always even supplement for this. If you know your thyroid's in trouble, take the magnesium glycinate, take the selenium, and then I would eat the iodine-rich foods in this case. Number 10, because I've been doing 10 for you. That's my special number today. We're hitting number 10, and that is creating a healthy, hormone-loving meal. Now, we talked about my favorite things for the healthy, hormone-loving meal, and that's fiber, proteins, healthy fats. And what if you're looking at a bowl or a plate, I want you to divide it as follows. Half of your plate is covered with non-starchy vegetables. Green leafy vegetables are a great choice. Oh my gosh, this time of the year, I know that there's no farmer's markets, which is just, you know, just one of the many things that I miss for sure. But the grocery stores are flourishing with all kinds of yummy, non-starchy vegetables right now. Then a quarter of your plate with healthy protein, again, chicken, fish, legumes, getting where you fit in, whatever you love. And then a quarter of your plate with a starchy vegetable, things like sweet potatoes and squash, maybe even if you're looking for a grain, a quinoa, or maybe a brown rice, that'll really be helpful. And then you're aiming for seven to 10 servings of vegetables every day. 
you know, right now, I normally would say lemon fruit, but right now it is fruit season. Give me a peach, give me some watermelon, grapes, oh my gosh, nectarines, berries. I just, I cannot tell you. I am like knee deep in berries at this house right now. I've been making little fruit medleys and berry medleys every single morning for breakfast or for a snack. And so I think that right now, because of the season, we should, you know, I, I'm a big fan of eating seasonally. And so right now the season says we can get into some fruit. But just, you know, be mindful. If you know you've got insulin sensitivity or you've got insulin concerns, you just have to be mindful about the amount of sugar that you consume. Always take those into consideration. So those are, in a nutshell, you know, how you can zone in your food, your recommendations every day to balance your hormones. Now, as I promised you, I do have a great little cheat sheet that I love that's got some of my favorite, favorite detox recipes, including my go-to energy green smoothie that I make all the time. And this is a perfect getting started cheat sheet and you can grab it in the show notes or you can go to drmarisa.com slash detox blends, super easy to find. And this episode is 215. So that's gonna be in the show notes. And I wanna just say again, I'm really, really happy to announce that food can make massive changes in how you feel. And I'm talking about in the positive way. Just a couple episodes ago, Dr. Uma Naidu came on. She is a psychiatrist and came on and talked about how food can literally transform our mental and emotional well-being. And I don't know about you, but I would love to lean on food far more than I would love to lean on anything else. Food and supplementation is what I would be looking for. And we can just make such massive strides. I know it feels almost too good to be true and too simple, but really if we can just hone our food options into those healthy fats, those proteins, those yummy veggie-driven fibrous foods, and really just focus on nourishing our body with foods and being really mindful about not bringing things in that's going to create inflammation and just make us feel crummy over time, then we start to feel so much better and our hormones really begin to respond favorably to that. So definitely grab the recipe guide, the detox blends, and I just want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening into the Essentially You podcast. You are not going to want to miss this next incredible interview coming up with Dr. Marissa Porges. We are talking about, it's a little, a little off the hormone track, but we're talking about how women can tap into their innate skills that will give them a competitive advantage. This is probably one of my favorite conversations when it comes to empowering women. And I know it's a great conversation to have, and it's always necessary. It's always necessary to talk about what we can do to help support our girls, what we can do to help support young women coming into the world and into life and setting them up for success. And that's what Dr. Marissa Porges does a marvelous job. So I'm excited for this conversation. Even though it's not a hormone conversation, it is a worthwhile conversation. I have a feeling you're gonna love it as much as I do. Until then, I hope you're having a wonderful summer, especially at home. Hopefully you're taking those beautiful walks and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.